0: Okay, DBL is in the house. No, it isn't. Jeffy, it doesn't start until no. you start.
1: What were you doing? I didn't even know what was happening. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. got uneasy.
0: I know, because we have to start in the traditional manner. Yes, Jeffy. On tonight's dad band land,
2: here's some of what we're going to be talking about.
0: Ah, comfort zone.
2: Hit it. <laughs>
3: for the dance, I'm sorry you're tired. The evening has hardly begun. Look up here, I'm in heaven. The golden light surrounding. See if you manage. You big dick
0: Right, DBL, your favorite podcast that explores all the music you love from the point of view of a neighborhood cover band. We are in the house. We're compromised tonight. I'm Adam Felber, your host.
1: I am Kevin Burke, your co-host. How are we compromised? I'll
0: tell you in a minute. That man over there. I
2: am Jeffy Branion, your co 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 -co -co
1: You're the proprietor. I'm the
2: proprietor of Jeffy's Jukebox. Ah. And what do you have playing in the Jukebox this evening? Tonight's Jukebox. Dinosaur Rock. Yes, that's right. Rock and roll music from artists older than sixty-five years old.
0: That's right. Suggested by a listener. That's pretty great. Yes. And uh, over there, in this, right over here, we have an empty chair where Brian Frank proprietor and owner of Brian's House of Wax used to be. He yeah. disappeared in a puff of smoke and hasn't been seen since except in my dreams.
1: In honor of him, we yeah. d- we literally have a microphone aimed at the empty chair right now. Just yeah. in case he's a specter, a phantom. Dreams,
2: dreams for you, nightmares for me, Adam. Just right. yeah. have just catalytic yeah. converters and shoes and uh, the House of Wax there.
0: That's right, catalytic converters. Ooh, that's still a sore subject with me. We don't have one yet for my car. (laughs) How many more weeks do you have to wait? Uh, For those of you who weren't here last week, my catalytic converter was uh, stolen, so I had to apparently turn into a surfer guy, call Kevin Dude, and ask him to drive me. Dude,
1: it happened again this week. That's how you know it's serious. And I like that you wait until, like, right before we have to leave. You're like, oh, dude. And you're right. Well, you know what? it
0: takes a long time to get a catalytic oh, converter. Yeah,
1: I know, but I could have been somewhere. What if I was doing shit? I would
0: think that you would have thought to go like, hey, Adam, I'm not taking you tonight. And I'll be like, okay, dude, I can Uber. <laughs> but a long time <laughs> is like a couple of days, not months. Yeah. No, it's a couple no, of months for months. a catalytic converter now. It's I
2: know. Months. But I'm saying when you said a long time, you might have been confused.
1: Yeah. But now I know. Yeah. And maybe uh, you should get a black market one.
0: No, you you went and got a casing on your catalytic oh, converter. Oh yeah, I
1: learned from your mistakes. I got uh, someone to cover up my catalytic converter. <laughs> they custom so that...
0: make them for the Prius i now, right now. They
1: do, and everyone who's had it stolen, I mean, it's months. It's months. It's backlog. months of it's not no having driving. a car for months. Yeah. That's not. That's not an option.
0: It sucks, and that, but that's not what happened to Brian Frank. Brian Frank is um many of you know is a real life band manager, and his bands are all taken off right now, and are all over the country and all over the world, and he's got some urgent business with them. So we're going to run the House of Wax without him. And he didn't even have time to leave us some wax no, facts. You know, Wait, it's more clear. urgent than the House of Wax? I was going to say,
1: it's pretty clear where we rank number two. In yeah, his, I mean, to his
0: career. To his yes. career. To his career. What's up his, with that? Apparently we come second to his livelihood. Uh, exactly. Wow. Bullshit. That is bullshit. I call bullshit. Sometimes I question his commitment to Sparkle Motion. <laughs> yeah, well, we've all done that. So, uh, But the album that we're going to be covering is Queen. News of the World celebrating its 45th anniversary this week, and it's going to be fun to talk about, even though we won't have quite the number of wax facts
1: as we wanted. We not can make minute. up our own Wax Facts. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I,
0: I might have Brian record some remotely, and we'll, we'll post them after the sale. We sandwich. don't have to post make them up. Post Wax Facts.
2: Post Wax Facts. Yeah. I, I just I, declare I, a Wax I, I have a few facts I can throw out there.
0: Oh. I have a couple, too. But we're See? not getting to that. We haven't gotten there yet. First, we're getting no. to, uh, you know, our breaking it down band well, business hold on, kind hold of on. thing.
1: You- we're compromised. You just let dropped compromise. Really oh, also I have a cold.
0: Oh. I've had a cold for the last week. Everybody's a suspect as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's a non COVID cold. Nobody leaves the room. It's a it's a non COVID cold, but like in this um day and age,
1: mm-hmm.
0: having a cold and saying so and coughing in public is worse than having a venereal disease. Everybody immediately suspects you are spreading COVID. And yeah. it's just in fact I awful. suspect
2: you brought us here this week. Only to give us your cold. Enjoy the COVIDs, my friends. Not
0: COVID. The cold. Just your cold. Oh, no. My cold is almost gone, but if I cough, it's because I'm compromised, and I I apologize. But I do sound to be somewhat in bona voce this evening.
1: No, no. I'm into the sound of your voice. You should try to achieve this when you're not having a cold. Dude, give me a ride. Dude. 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 I need a ride. Dude, 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 you got to give me a ride, dude. dude. Seriously? Seriously, I need a ride. Do you have a cigarette? All right.
0: Um, I could use a cigarette now. My throat feels like I'm smoking anyway. Um, (laughs) hey, guess what we have for our breaking it down section, Kevin? Uh, What do we have
1: tonight? I'm intrigued. Come intrigued.
0: We have, we've been getting, we've been hearing from a couple of other dad bands, and they've been sending pictures, and we've been remiss about not posting it on social media, but this one, this dad band, he actually sent us some video and audio as well. Let me read it to you. His name is Matt Montague. He says, love the podcast. You should feature various dad bands from around the world. Or just our nation. Thank you, Matt. And we should. And we're yeah. going to starting right now. You might begin with Fog, F O G G, four old guys and a gal when we added our keyboard player. Or, quote, why you should never put out a joke name when naming your band because before you know it, it's on the drums and then it's permanent. Oh,
1: he is oh, absolutely no. right. This is also very similar to when I wanted to call our band Dad with two Ds, like Rat. He yeah. called it Fog. Like, rat? I'm with, into, with two Gs. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm into this. Absolutely. I am into fog. And
0: then he sends a picture and says, it does not get any daddier than that. And you know what? We're going to show this on social media, but it, it, he is right. That's about as daddy as it gets. It's well, a bunch yeah, of was, old uh, dudes in, in, playing in what looks like a barn, is it?
1: I am looking at... Not old,
0: it? middle-aged.
1: This is a tornado of shorts, is what this is. <laughs> Let me see this. One. Let me see this. Thing. I, I, that, it's, I mean, a oh, yeah. it's a shorts wow, tornado. It's a shorts. It's a shorts tornado. Is what that is. And, uh, you know it, it, what?
2: Showing a little
0: skin. No, yeah, you know. No. I
1: mean, that is a group of middle aged. Middle-aged people—that's legit. I mean, no, that's
0: that's what a dad band is. Hand, hand it back so I can get the audio I clip. Just, ready. I,
1: I'm mesmerized by uh, this. I, all right, this is good.
0: So Jeffy, I'm going to ask you to plug this in because they, they he sent us a little bit of them playing um uh. "Riding the Storm Out." I believe that is by Mr. Speedwagon, Mr. REO Speedwagon. Uh. And here's an and, and here's an audio clip of fog.
1: The JIT drums. Oh, the JIT with the FOG name on it. (laughs) Genuine vocalist. (laughs) These are the checklist of dad bands. I'm into FOG. I'm into FOG, too. I'll tell you what. They they have... um, You know, we don't have that
0: 30-second restriction. On fog music. music. No,
1: <laughs> no. Uh, do, does fog have? Is each? Uh, is it an acronym for something? I mean, it is. But do they have? Do they have periods after every? Four old guys and a gal. Sure.
0: Um, but no, he, There were no periods.
1: They didn't periods. Just,
0: but all capital letters, like rap,
1: like rap. Pe- periods and possibly an umlaut. This my suggestion to fog. This is awesome. I'm in the fog.
0: Um, we would, would kind of mess up the name Fog. All right, let's,
1: let's, cut, let's <laughs> no. cut through the Fog right now.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Jeffy. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow, well,
1: man, I hope other ba- bands, parent bands, uh, choose to send us some stuff in, because that sounded great.
0: Yeah, and you know cool. what? That's what uh, that's what I was going to announce now. We would love to keep going with this, featuring other parent bands. Now, uh, I don't know where Fog is located I would have to trace back on on the man's profile, and uh, I feel like that would be stalking. But uh, send us all the info about your uh, <laughs> about your parent band. Uh, send us pictures and send us audio and send oh, that either do to any one of our socials. Matt, hit me hit bandland up on the Dad Bandland Facebook page, but you can hit us up on the other socials or send it to dadbandland at gmail.com. And
1: honestly, tell us where you are because, you know, people need to... Most of these bands are regional. There isn't exactly a touring yeah. parent band. Um, we and, read a
0: letter from a Colorado band the other day, remember? Yeah, no. Yeah, and, and, 90s and, cover band.
1: And people in your hometown would go check this out. That sounded great. People, More people should know about Fog.
0: All right, I agree. Um, so, so hit us up, man. Let us know, and we will advertise you for free on the Mighty, Mighty DBL. Now... Now that we've already got ourselves in that roadhouse kind of mood Yep, yep And the fogey kind of mood (laughs) We're going to
1: Jeffy's Jukebox What do you got, Jeffy?
0: Good afternoon and welcome to Jeffy's Jukebox,
2: everyone
1: Excited to be here
2: This week, we are doing a listener-supported Well, listener suggested (laughs) Listener-supplied I guess I've been listening to too many pledge drives This this segment supported by (laughs) listeners like you (laughs) That's right um. Uh, are, we are doing dinosaur rock this week, and that we have defined as rock performed by artists sixty five and older? Hey,
1: look, I got to be very clear. Here. Welcome
2: to Jeffy's jukebox.
1: We we did not come up with the title dinosaur rock. No, not. I, I, did, I it said
0: us. we defined it for no, this week.
1: I know what I'm saying is that this was suggested to us. Yes. Right. In yes. fact, Jeffy,
0: would you like to read the suggestion? It's I would love it. It's paragraph four over here and uh, tell us who it's from. I love that we have listeners who give us so many good ideas. No, they
1: have a lot of good ideas, almost too many good ideas. I just, every time I want to do that one and then do a new one.
0: All right. This comes to
2: us from Alan Inkenbrandt. Gentlemen, DBL. Yeah, that's us. Thanks for such an entertaining podcast. Yeah. As a dad who is always foisting my love of moldy oldies on my preteen son, this show is catnip to me. It's
1: been there. Is he a DJ? This is amazing (laughs) I have a
2: couple of ideas for Jeffy's Jukebox that I'd like to offer, assuming that these topics haven't already been covered. Uh, Well, we'll skip the other one because we may use it later. These are good suggestions, Alan. This is is very good, Alan. You're doing very good work. (laughs) My other suggestion, he says, is dinosaur rock. Great rock albums made by artists who were senior citizens at the time. Other styles of music seem to be more forgiving to aging artists than rock, but folks like Bob Dylan and Neil Young have squeezed out some late-period classics. Thanks again for a great show, yours in rock, Alan Inkenbrandt.
0: Yeah, Alan Inkenbrandt. Very good. Love you, man, and and we're glad that you're a listener and that you love us. And we are doing that in Jeffy's jukebox right now. Jeffy, you want to kick us off?
2: Yes, I would love to kick us off. And uh, I I I didn't I when when I first you know when we first discussed the topic, I thought I would have a lot of trouble, and then. One name came to me, and then three albums came to me. (laughs) Uh, And I'd like to talk about our dearly departed Leonard Cohen.
3: Oh, yes.
2: And uh, I'd like to talk about his last three albums. Not, I won't talk about them in depth. I'll just mention them. But we're talking about Thanks for the Dance, which was in 2019 and came out posthumously with his final recordings finished by his son. And You Want It Darker from 2016. That is a great, Just amazing. Not only is that a
0: great album title, that's the perfect title for a Leonard Cohen album. You Want It <laughs> Yeah, You Want It Darker? <laughs> I got your darker that's fantastic. right here. He's like at death's door. And he's like, I, I can, hold on, I can go one darker. I can go, this one <laughs> goes one darker. Uh, and then
2: Popular Problems from 2014. And they all have more than a handful of great songs and i think some of his best songs ever um, yeah all right you oh, want fantastic. to give us a sample of one or you- yes let me let me let me play you something from um, i'll play you something from thanks for the dance
3: thanks for the dance Oh. I'm sorry you're tired. Jesus. The evening has hardly begun. Thanks for the dance. Try to look inspired. Oh. One, two, three, one, two, three, one. There's a rose in your hair, your shoulders are bare. You've been wearing this costume forever So turn up the music Pour out the wine Stop at the surface The surface is fine We don't need to go any deeper All right, all right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, the thing is,
2: I I didn't even want to play my favorite song from that album because I would lose my shit. Okay, Uh, I'll tell it to you. It's called "Happens to the Heart," and uh, I dare you
1: listen to it. No, boy, that's a dare.
0: You know, Leonard Cohen. He gets called rock a lot, but he gets in as an old man making great music because that's closer to folk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's, it, yeah, that's something about this. Our definition of rock is pretty broad. Yeah. In this case. No, it's got to count. It's got to count. It absolutely counts. That's oh, Leonard God. Cohen. Yeah. Great yeah. one, Jeffy.
2: I mean, thanks. But uh, as soon as I, I was like, I was actually dreading this, and then Leonard Cohen, I was like, I can't even, I don't have to go any further.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, one, I mean, one of the things that is interesting is that this idea of, making rock music over 65 is relatively new because not many rockers were making it over 65 to right. the last 20 years. That's right. 15, 20, that's right. There, there literally weren't any. No, right. it,
0: because if you were 65 in 1965, you thought, you know, rock music was, was that greasy kid stuff.
1: Well, and most people who are in their 70s now were alive before rock music was a thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's, a, another, that's another way of saying yeah, what yeah, I just yeah. said. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, they didn't even, they had to invent it. So they're still with us. You know, so it is. It's an interesting question because there are there aren't many, um, and that's why we should celebrate those that actually have managed to do this.
0: Let's move on and do some more of them. Who's next, Jeffy? Kevin, you go next. I'll
1: go next. I similar to Jeffy. I
0: think Kevin should go next.
1: <laughs> I uh, similar to Jeffy. I, I started thinking the same thing. I was like, this is going to be a challenge because while there are people who make great music, you know, or any is anything they're doing like. Outstanding. You know, I mean, is it some of their stellar work? And then one obviously popped out to me. And to me, this is this has got to be the ultimate late period record for two reasons. One, it was it was I'm talking about the album David Bowie Black Star.
0: I thought you would pick that one. I almost picked it myself.
1: It it was it's it was perfectly orchestrated as a as a post-65 record because it was released on his 69th birthday. And then he died two days after he released it. Like it, no one—I can think of no one who managed to actually have a knowing last testament. You know, making that piece of music that yeah. they knew was going to be their final piece of music. Well, Leonard Cohen Leonard knew that Cohen, every song he made was his oh, last sure, piece of music. Sure. <laughs> well, certainly starting that in the sixties, yeah. there just aren't—you know—there are no, plenty of people no. who, actually, who made great final pieces of music. Sure, but they didn't know it at the right, time. Right. Um, and then too, musically. It is absolutely up there amongst his all-time greats, you know. It's a challenging piece of music. It, he is it sounds nothing like nothing he'd done before. It's like an art rock meets and jazz. And certainly nothing record. he would ever do again. That's too soon, man. Wow. That's wow. too fucking yeah. soon. Oh, come on, old people. We were all thinking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, so I would love to take a listen to this because it's it's just one of those it's just haunting. What ca- it, would you like to play? This is a song called Lazarus.
3: Up here, I'm in heaven. I've got scars that can't be seen.
0: Oh yeah.
3: I've got drama can't be stolen. Everybody knows me now.
0: That is amazing, and that album is is, yeah. I have um, listened to that um, album. It, it is.
1: It came out on a Friday. You want a I, dark I, one? I loved it, and then <laughs> so, and then Sunday, and then Sunday he died, and I was all of a sudden the whole thing was it was just a sob fest immediately after that.
0: Amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and this uh, is—I mean—we've had two two kind of downers in a row here. Uh, Maybe there's some celebration. I'm going to take you.
0: I'm going to take you back up. All right. And and, and this isn't even an artist I love, Jeffy. It's the second selection I sent you, and I want you to be prepared to start it one minute in. All right. right. And I will. I will say that uh, I'm giving this to to you guys as a gift. It's not the funkiest song on the album, but it's a good song, and it has on backing vocals Michael McDonald. Ah. The reason I wanted to lead with this one even though this guy, guy is not my favorite artist and even though this it's not my favorite song from, you know, of of Whatever. people over 65. This guy put this album out last year at the age of 80. Oh. And it's pretty darn good. I I'm, I don't know this.
1: It's good to
0: be here on this one more track. Come on, Michael McDonald, join me. <laughs> Let the river rise, open up the sky. Not gonna wash away. Let the walls come down, turn around into a fortress. All right. That what? is David Crosby. Oh. From the album For Free, which came out last year when he turned 80. How much wow. did he charge for that? He, it's for free. <laughs> it, was it really? No, fifteen ninety nine. What do you think? Oh, okay. But um, no. So that's that's his, the the thing is, and I kind of did a, a somewhat deep dive on him one night when I uh-huh. discovered this song. He's released some of his best material in the last two or three years, like wow. two or three albums. It's it's really weird, and I'm not a that's huge David Crosby right. fan, but that's undeniable. That's a, a good rockin' tune.
1: Yeah, that was catchy. Oh, First year, I didn't realize he was eighty.
0: He's 80 years old. Wow. He's also on Twitter all the time, by the way. He's cranky on Twitter, and I love that.
2: That's wonderful. Kevin, you, you, you're you looking at me expectantly as if— I
1: didn't you, know if you are moving on to another— Well, I, I,
2: I just wanted to make sure we were out, you know, we were— uh, sated with Crosby. Oh, oh. we've
0: had a surfeit of Crosby <laughs> at this point.
1: <laughs> sated with Crosby is a phrase I never thought I would hear and would like to never hear again. Oh, well, you I probably know, never I the a name of Crosby every time, I, yeah, time I'd <laughs> <heard that. laughs> A lot of people in Laurel Canyon have <laughs> heard this. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I've been sated with Crosby. You,
0: you can't go to that Laurel Canyon general store without hearing somebody say that. Oh, I've yeah. been sated with Crosby. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: I, watch, I watch White Christmas one too many times.
0: <laughs>
1: All right. Who's gonna to want to do another round? I um, have another one over for good. Uh, yeah, uh, go, for, go it. for it. Okay, because you know what is interesting about—I mean, even bringing up David Crosby. What's cool about him aging is his style of music still lends itself to being—you know—to being eighty. Um, my next pick is somebody who—who who I've talked about before, <laughs> probably too many times. But he has—he defined young rock and then aged into a different version of that rock.
0: Oh, I wonder who this could and be. This is,
1: of course. Robert Plant. Okay. And this is a bit of a cheat, because the record I'm picking, he's, he's only 62, so he's not quite a That's senior That's a cheat. It's not a senior citizen, but he's still making music. Sure, okay. But I love that Robert Plant set the definition of what was called cock rock, and then rejected it almost immediately. The thing about Robert Plant is he's like 18 when he's in Led Zeppelin. So he's only, he's, he was 59 when he made that Alison Krauss record. And this is yeah. from the record after that called Band of Joy, and I'm picking that because a lot of people don't know that record that well. Okay, um, which I actually enjoyed more than the Alison Krauss record, which is great. This one was a more more eclectic. This is the first song off that record. But uh, what, what I was going to say is That's that that, fantastic. Yeah, it was great. That and song, you're right.
0: There's no cock in that rock.
1: There's no cock. That's song called Angel Dance. He actually does that with um, Los Lobos is on that song. It's one of their songs back from the late 80s I think early 90s. It's a cover, and it just sounds fucking great. No,
0: it he, it sounds fantastic. Yeah,
1: and so uh, I, he's, he, he is the one who sets the, the the standard for how to age gracefully in my mind. That's,
2: That's great. wonderful, absolutely yeah. wonderful. I feel good about that.
1: Yeah, it's a good feel gooder. Uh,
2: and and I I kind of want to do play that song now. <laughs> I know that this is not how we normally do things. You want to do what? I want to play another Leonard Cohen song.
1: The song that you do. You Are you going to bring
2: us down yeah, again? You, you're already. Yeah, I'm down. counting on you to bring us up after. Um, okay, uh,
0: give us a few seconds of it. I'm, I'm I'm calling an audible and changing the song. So I sent you a new one because okay. I'm going to have to bring us up.
1: Okay. Yeah, you are gonna have to. Jesus, <laughs> I just dropped something from the band of joy. Yeah, and you're and then and and you're like, is, let me see sabotage. how I can exactly destroy this feeling.
2: <sighs> I'm sorry about this.
0: Okay, just hit us. Just a minor chord, nothing too bad. I'm not sad. No. That's yeah. not a friendly
1: approach no, to a song. Turn no. that off. Yeah, what are you doing to us? Why?
2: Oh man, yeah. that just that just wrecked yeah. me. That first verse. No, no, yeah. no.
0: It's it's pretty awful. And and the uh, the message is, you know, as long as I'm on my way out the door, everybody. I mean, fuck you. Yeah, I'm taking you down. I'm taking as many of you with me I am, as I yeah, can. I'm going down swinging, and you are going to be
1: in the way. All right, I gotta pull. I gotta pull us you gotta out of You gotta fucking this. bring this back. Jeez. I, I can't yeah. do so. Uh, Jeff, s- you'll notice
0: I sent you one uh, most recently. We're in a steep dive. I, I, no, no, no! I'm gonna pull you right up now. <laughs>
1: this wasn't supposed to be. So I was. Go,
0: I was going to do one from the 79-year-old. Um, Paul McCartney
1: Yeah, I looked at, at Paul and, I,
0: and you know what He had a great cut On that album He released during the pandemic Which I was going to choose But there's another one That when he was a, He was a young Spry 73 And Kevin oh. I played this song For you In the car Just a few months ago Oh This is a This is a beautiful song And it happens to have Been featured In the movie Cloudy with a Chance Of Meatballs oh, 2 I heard that And I was like Wait a minute that sounds like Paul McCartney. It must be some lost classic. What? No, it was, it was a new song. Hit it. It's called New. Don't look at me,
3: it's way too soon to see what's going to be.
0: Fuck you, Leonard Cohen. Oh, no, it, absolutely. <laughs> that
2: was the anti-Cohen, <laughs> wasn't it? In fact, it? he
1: came here on this tour. We saw him at Dodger Stadium. D- he must have played that. He did. It's a big song. It was That fantastic. was fairly
2: upbeat compared to what we were listening to right you know, before and that's that.
1: That's Paul McCartney. There was a time when I was young, and I was like, Paul's so happy, whatever. Give me some darkness of John Lennon. Now I'm fucking, I need more oh, fucking Paul. More Paul. More Paul. You more want it darker? <laughs> no, we don't. Not anymore. <laughs> no, So we're going to always I was, we should I was, end every episode on Paul. I just to bring I was, it back
0: up. It was 2013. I was taking my five-year-old son to see Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too, and all of a sudden I was like, "Ah, some more light has entered the world." Oh, there yeah, it is. That's a great song. And if you go on YouTube, here's a here's a little pro tip. There's a black and white video of Paul rehearsing this song with his band a cappella. Oh, all five of them singing, and it's fucking great.
1: What, cool. I, what I also love about Paul, even now, he makes it look easy. He's yeah. never straining. No, he's always smiling. That's how I want to be. A million years old. Yeah. yeah. That's how I want to be now. <laughs> talk about someone who was around before Rock, right? Yeah. He's still doing it.
0: He's this. still doing it. And we're still doing it, but only after this word from our sponsors. Woo! DBL will be right back. DBL has returned.
1: DBL is back. But
0: Brian Frank has not. And Brian was possibly going to. Re- pre-record us uh, some wax facts about this week's mm-hmm, album, mm-hmm. and he still might. Still, still might, still might. So, yeah. So, if he does, what we're going to do is pause and introduce Brian Frank. And if he doesn't, well, we're going to just keep talking about this album and introduce it. Which It'll is work. You know, this will work in post. So, ladies and gentlemen, what you are about to hear is either Brian Frank giving us wax facts about News of the World. Or just us talking about it.
1: And us talking about how we're clearly second priority. Yes. Yeah.
0: And here we go. So I guess Brian didn't deliver. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, what
1: the hell?
0: <laughs> My careers. So the album is News of the World by Queen. That album came out in 1977, which was coincidentally the year I became aware of Queen. Oh. And in order to give it context, because I can't have the same number of wax facts that Brian does. No. Let me put it this way. My brother's friend Scott had a bunch of record albums it's that he loved. Scott. It's Scott. always Scott. It's always Scott. Bernstein <laughs> and and Scott Bernstein's albums. Yeah, he had a bunch, and there was a really. Did scary...
1: he have a, a wood paneled basement with blacklight? Because please,
0: he did say have yes. a wood paneled bla- basement with a aquarium and a old pinball machine. How many, a many pal- lava lamps? This, pinball machines how many is, lava yeah. lamps. But his no, but this is this, he, is how this how is I younger Scott, Scott Bernstein. Bernstein. He was still living upstairs near the kitchen okay. in a regular bedroom. <laughs> but I remember sitting on his floor and being introduced to such albums as. ELO's New World Record and Out of the Blue, and introduced to this record that we're about to talk about, and also introduced to something that quickly became, even though it scared me a little bit, my favorite album. And that is Queen's 1975 album, A Night at the Opera, which is the beginning of what a lot of people might refer to as Queen's big classic period, because Night at the Opera comes out produced by uh, Roy Thomas Baker Mm -hmm. in 1975, and it's gigantic, and true to its name, it's operatic. It's huge, and it has some of Queen's biggest signals to date, including, weirdly, Bohemian Rhapsody, which was a single, which never should have been a single, but it did great. (laughs) It became a worldwide classic. The next year, 1976, one year later, they came out with – A follow up to A Day at the Opera, A Night at the Opera, following up with another Marx Brothers title name.
1: Oh, these were Marx Brothers. A Day at the Races. Those are two. two I did not know that. Wow,
0: great Marx Brothers movies. And this one also was giant in scope and operatic, and featured many hits that 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 you love, including Somebody Love, Tie Your Mother Down, Good Old Fashioned Lover Boy. I mean, those albums are epic and archetypal, and then in 1977, so bear in mind they've made these albums in a three-year span, they decided to strip down a little bit and make news of the world. They did not have uh, Roy Thomas Baker produce it. Um, it's weird to think of a Queen album as stripped down, <laughs> but that's exactly what they wanted to do. They wanted to return to sort of a live, less overdubbed roots kind of thing, and they handled it. You know, while while punk rock was catching on, all you know, Queen was still at the party because they decided to take a different, kind of harder arena approach to their rock. And they opened it with the double single We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions, which
1: they rock. Which right. rocks really right. hard. Which which is Yeah, give us some. Ugh. Buddy you're a boy make a beat big- the street gonna be a big man someday you got mud on your face you big disgrace kicking your can all over the place singing we will we will rock you
0: now that song took the world by storm as did we are the champions and, well, and, and also, they've been overplayed over the years i can for sure. say
1: for generations myself included i just found out there were two different songs Just now. I'd always assumed these are just one song. It's one song with a slash between. I
0: believe they were a a single um, with We Will Rock You as the side A and We We Are the Champions as side B, and the side B also became a hit. But I could be completely wrong about that. That's a wax fiction, perhaps.
1: Wax fiction.
0: Um, But uh, maybe it was We Are the Champions as side one. It was definitely a double single. Yeah.
1: I'm I, doing a little research. I found out that it was a double single, but I've never, ever. If you ever turn, we're on the radio and you hear "We Will Rock You" and it does not go into "We Are the Champions," then you've been ripped off. Nobody, nobody's ever heard "We Will Rock You" without "We Are the Champions," except
0: in a, at a sporting event. Yeah, actually, what I was thinking <laughs> well, is but that they don't play the whole song. You no. know,
2: right? That that was what I was thinking that as I was listening this week is that I haven't heard that entire song in a really long time. Right, and the entire song is. Amazing,
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, And the great. entire
0: We Will Rock You? The
1: entire because We Will Rock You. Brian
0: May's guitar. It's incredible. And Brian May mm-hmm. wrote that song to be played in an arena. He, he oh, wanted yeah. the crowd stomping and clapping, and he did exactly wow. that. Incredible. But here's the thing, and here's how I'm going to frame this. Um, You guys, I have learned, never listened to this album. I did. It was not my favorite Queen album because I think nothing can replace Night at the Opera in my affections because— there's just too much craziness on on, mm-hmm. on Night at the Opera, but this album is great and has so many great songs that go beyond those hits that it's it's delightful to me to listen to it again. And I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say about about this album that was only received middling reviews at the time, but is now considered one of the greatest. Well, I I have to say, uh, my first surprise was the first song I'd never heard,
1: (laughs) which was "Sheer Heart Attack." I'd never heard it. Uh, Yeah, I I can. I'll add to that. And
2: it blew the top of my head off. (laughs) It's amazing, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And then I got Leonard Cohen. Oh, oh, the yeah. next song. You yeah. have to be talking yeah. about all dead all dead, all dead, all dead. Why don't yeah. you drop some Just... of that?
0: Because that's one of my favorite um, Queen songs. It, it is murderous. Precious day,
3: all dead, all dead.
2: And then the whole thing the whole thing like spins around but with the last line of the song. Believe,
3: of course I don't believe you're dead.
0: I'm gone.
3: All dead. I'm
0: gone. That vocal, by the way, is by the song's author. Brian May, who also plays the piano part, they were switching instruments like crazy Beautiful. at that point, and they all. But their sound was always Queen. Yeah,
1: gorgeous. Yeah, I was. My Queen's a bizarre band to me in my experience, in that Queen was around till the early '90s. Queen's pretty much non-existent through most of the '80s. You know, in terms of after the early '80s, right? Um, and even when he died, I remember coming to school I had one friend who knew and they were, they were like oh yeah he died and people were like who's Freddie Mercury it was kind of lesser known but also because he died of AIDS and even he wasn't discussing it it was still in that whisper oh, era yeah. right mm-hmm. and I have to say my kids know Queen like they know the Beatles. They know my Queen- son
0: actually volunteered yeah. that he said he said when I said you like Queen, right, he's like, yeah, to be honest with you, I like them better than the Beatles because he thinks of them as in the same breath. My Mm.
1: kids don't know the Stones. They only know Led Zeppelin from what they've heard me playing. They know Queen. They know the Beatles. I would never have guessed in 1990 that that would be the case, but even looking at the record sales cuz i was checking this out like more than half of their record sales now happened after he died not when they were wow. they
0: were pretty big though before but, but you're right still
1: it's been post it's been posthumous they've had this massive comeback which I... surprises me for a band that that kind of skipped out i mean now we look at live aid it's now the queen concert yeah, you know I mean, like yeah. Live now, now <laughs> Queen's concert around the world—it's not Live Aid, and it, that's changed. That's something new. I think there's a lot
0: that goes into that. Number one, I mean, obviously, a certain degree of homophobia goes into that because right. even though they called themselves Queen and Freddie Mercury behaved as Freddie Mercury did they was, there still yeah. wasn't completely
1: out. No, and, and and you're right. There was always the wink of glam rock that was like, we're acting this way, but we're probably, we might not be, right? But here's
0: the thing. Freddie yeah. Mercury was, and not only was Freddie Mercury gay, he was campy. Mm-hmm. And when you look back, and I've taken the time to do some of this. When you look back at the contemporary reviews of Queen at the time, the reviewers didn't understand how something could be camp and extremely heartfelt and yeah. sincere at the same time. So all the right. reviews and, like, Rolling Stone and stuff of all these great albums in the mid-'70s say, there's a level of artifice that you can't get through. It's <laughs> right. not real. Right. And you know A level of insincerity. That, yeah, that level of artifice is fucking art, and it's very sincere.
1: Well, yeah. and that's what makes it popular generations later because that artifice makes it accessible as yes. opposed to having to connect with it in some way that seemed very contemporary.
2: arbitrary or, or abstract in yes. some way. Like-
1: and, yeah, and on top of that, there is that like, they weren't because of the combination of homophobia. And people, sort of the whispers of AIDS, people weren't even talking about it. Yeah. They weren't quite a classic rock band, except for one or two songs got played on classic rock radio. And they weren't a pop band anymore.
0: Well, you know what? Around the time you were saying, it's true, they kind of went into a disco era, a and biz- then they then it kind of went away. And
1: they didn't land in the same space that, like, The Police or Sting landed, or even no. Genesis landed. You know, But they were when,
0: a- when Freddie Mercury died, when you were saying, you know, when people were saying, who's that, I'm... Um, I was noticing that he was very influential. Queen was being name-checked by all the bands of the late 80s and early 90s that I liked. Mm-hmm. If you read, like, like the, when Guns N' Roses' Appetite oh, yeah. for Destruction hit, no, one Axel of the first things him. Axel said is, like, yeah. it's all about Queen.
1: No, well, the change was really quick, because, for instance, Queen Innuendo is not David Bowie Blackstar. They did not get to have their closing statement. No,
0: Freddie had... Freddie had Freddie's life was problematic. The The band was still together and still making music, but their their biggest inspiration had kind of dried up in some ways. Right. They, they were good for an occasional single, but this period in the, I would say from 1975 to 1980 and The Game, which is, if anything, still an underrated mm-hmm. album, was, was when Queen really, really did all its greatest work.
1: And to that point, the only one I ever went back and bought was that was not a compilation was Sheer Heart Attack, which I love. So it was really... Awesome to get into this record today, and I'm with Jeffy. So I got through, you know, We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. And right. obviously I love them, but I mean it's
0: I'm waiting for you to name check one you particular loved song. It.
1: Well, as soon well for me, as soon as it as soon as it got to Sheer Heart Attack, I was like, fuck, this is yeah. now we're talking what now. Is this happening? is a record. Can you play the beginning of your Heart Attack? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do that. Absolutely. Will you All you want to do
3: is disappear. And that you would talk you don't feel in the nothing hey 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 it was the DA hey 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 The made me this way do you
1: know do you know do you know just how I feel do you know and that that's fantastic that fucking kills that sounds like sweet I don't know if you're familiar you are with sweet but sweet's one of my favorite bands of that era and they crush in that same intense way that Queen does on occasion, then we'll pull it back and do something even more complex and strange. Like, they could do this. They could do this. It not go crazy. As as
2: I was listening to it, I was like, the best way for this song to end would be to just cut out immediately. (laughs) And then when it happened, I was like, oh, did I hit the button? Right. I was like, oh, I tried it. I was like, (laughs) Cardiac.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's no, It's great. It's also, this is a great example, like a handful of other songs, like Houses of the Holy, that is the title track to a previous album that just never got finished yeah. until a few albums later. Um, that's outrageous.
0: Here, here's one that's outrageous. I want to throw this one at you, and I know yeah. you like this one, Kevin. You have to. <laughs> I, I know we all must have loved this one. The incredibly underrated, should be up there among their greatest hits, It's Late, from yeah. Late in the Album. Jeff, you played the beginning, and I'm going to have you skip to the four minute and 15 second mark, but I'll, we'll pause in between. <laughs> Right
3: In the candlelight There's no one but myself to blame
0: But well, we can't just leave it at that But
3: there's something inside That's turning my mind away Oh, oh Jesus. I could love you If I
0: This is, this is such a great song, and if it was just that song with that verse and that chorus, that would be enough, but it goes into sort of like a speed rock sort of thing and then brings the tempo back in what is like one of the biggest stadium thrills that Queen ever manufactured. So going at around the 4 minute and 15 second mark, I think that's where it's really, really fast and screaming guitars and all that. We'll hear them ratchet it back.
3: Exciting. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's
2: like they're coming down the grapevine, and they were able to break before yeah. they got pulled
0: over. Yeah, it feels like, a, like they landed a stunt, and it's and rarely do you cut the tempo in half and make a song more exciting, and they yeah. did just there.
1: Well, I, I will add that they... I can't compare to the previous two albums and I know you had said that this was considered a generally a step down from the previous two Queen albums. Only by me. Only I, by, and you, by that's people right, for who like that super
0: theatrical Queen thing. Right.
1: I loved side 1. Side 2 I I was very much losing interest to the point in which sleeping on the sidewalk I was like I can't I'm not sure I'm going to finish this record. That song just struck me as being so generic in a way Queen does not normally do. Yeah. Then all of a sudden I don't we, love that song. Then we got to It's Late. And I was like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! This is fucking great!" <laughs> and then I would have, I would have ended the record right at the end, at the end of that. I would just, have, I, I, to me, this is a great side one and a great song in side two. And you I
2: didn't love "Get Down, Make Love." I love "Get Down, Make Love." I did love.
1: not love "Get Down, Get Make Love." Yeah, I. <laughs> I like that song. I, I saw the title, and I thought. I maybe,
2: thought, it, yeah. I mean, if if someone had just played it for me, I would have been like. Oh, someone did a Queen parody song,
1: right? That's what I felt. Side two started moving into like just like generic classic rock at times in ways that I don't don't associate with Queen. And again, I can't compare it to the whole body of Queen work. But no, but
0: you're you're right. Side two, um, even though I do like um, "Get Down Make Love," I do dislike "Sleeping on the Sidewalk." I think "Who Needs You" is perfectly entertaining, Um, and I I like Freddie's, you know. Chanteau, chanteuse kind of thing. So I'm okay with him ending with my melancholy blues. But, yes, it's an inferior side to side one. Side one is where all the action except It's Late is, is right. on.
1: No, I mean, again, I think it's a fantastic album. I can see how they probably have albums that are, that are more consistent every track. To the right, end.
2: right. But I have to say, again, it, it starts so strong, and I encourage you to listen... To the entire song, that, that first song. <laughs> we Which rocking. is only no, no, no. three it's, minutes it's long. Not two long. minutes long, yeah. But yet, I've, I've heard 20 seconds of it over and over. All right. But hearing how it builds, even just the first few bars, the claps are a little bit different, and then they get a little fuller, and then the voice, and then the
0: chorus, and then guitar. Yeah. It's amazing. I agree. It's a song that we all think we know, and you might yeah. not. You so, might not. So put on some good headphones and, and listen to that. Wow, that was fun. I, I, I was sorry to do it without Brian Frank. I'll yeah. sum it up by saying this is a, an album that is worth celebrating. At least well, he
1: didn't give us an intro for it.
2: Didn't give us the intro.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the
0: intro. Not. DBL, we'll be back after this. DBL. All right, DBL, is, DBL back. is back. Oh my lord, we're we're down one man, Brian Frank, who's usually responsible for murdering us on a weekly basis. I know, or at least
2: taking parts of our cars or, or some shoes. of our clothing. Yes,
0: <laughs> but he's not here, and we're just gonna have to forge ahead without
1: unscathed. him. Unscathed.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna unless you know that there is that ticking package that just arrived here. That's for you. Oh is it? Yeah. Well, I'll take it with you me to you. You should Yeah, <laughs> no, I, dude, I, I need to ride home. I'm going to go downstairs for a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for guilty pleasures. Guilty Those songs pleasures. that you feel on some level that you've been shamed or you've shamed yourself for loving them, but you love them nonetheless. Oh, this
1: is a good question. Have cuz most of these are self-shame, but again, I was raised Catholic, so self is like my my bag. It's
0: hard to tell the difference in yeah, your Catholic. Exactly. Yeah. But
1: Have you ever been publicly shamed by enjoying some of these songs? Oh, in high school all the time. Really? Oh, yeah. We would make fun of each other all the time for the songs we liked. Oh, Oh, each other. Yes. So it was a. I mean, did anyone come to you and just make you feel terrible about yourself?
0: Yes, songs? a man knocked on my door and went through my record collection.
1: And just I told me you one part. by one. I knew it was I mean, that it man, Scott took Bernstein. Him it was
2: Scott Bernstein. Four hours, <laughs> and he, he just sat leave. there. He would not
0: leave. Would not I later learned I my parents had hired him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: were like. Our son has got to get cooler. Hire that guy. Yeah. The, the Shamer. The Shamer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Shamer's here. I've written a story we'll, about we'll him. We'll
0: show him
2: if, if he buys another Kiss album.
1: <laughs> the Shamer's here.
2: <laughs> that's why you don't like Kiss. Yes. Yeah, that's, no. it. that's
1: it. The Shamer did it. He uh, he was a super in the Kiss.
2: I mean, otherwise, you know, everyone loves Kiss.
1: That's
0: That's right. That in no way. Let's uh, let's let's do this. Oh, guilty pleasures, anyhow. <laughs> yeah, Jeffy, who's first with their guilty pleasure?
2: Uh, we are gonna start with Kevin Burke.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, no one has ever shamed me for this, and I feel proud about this. So you shame yourself for this? I that. shame myself. That's my favorite kind of shame. Okay. Uh, so let's go to headspace. It's 1997. We've just been through the lower ebb of the 90s, hootie years. The band live swing dancing. People are wearing bowling shirts. Unironically, you can put yourself into this position. I, and uh, I, I didn't. No, because the shamer would have come to your house and shamed I wore my bowling shirts ironically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you probably did. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure that you did. And your bowling hat. Jaunty side hat. While he he was bowling. While bowling.
0: I did bowl ironically.
1: Yeah. So much
0: so that, and this is the late 90s, um, a friend of mine whose brother worked at the Brunswick Bowling Corporation Mm -hmm. found out that there was this group of alternative comedians on the Lower East Side who were bowling?
1: Uh-huh. Once ironically,
0: a week. ironically bowling, but bowling nonetheless. We're sure. paying good money sure. for it. He gave us this whole group of uh, Lower East Side comics free bowling balls.
1: Wow, Friendship that's, bowling that's bowling. not that's still not
2: that's that's a nice gift.
1: That's it a, was great. No, that's a great gift yeah. for, for ironic bowling. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, ironically accept the gift. I gotta ironic. Ironically I gotta do it. some I it.
2: things more things ironically. Yeah. and visibly. Well, I in guess. the nineties,
1: you got a lot of credit for doing ironic shit. Yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah. Anyhow while you were bowling I'm sure at some point you know it, it, you just suffered through years of low mid tempo top 10 hits and then all of a sudden this song showed up
3: Yo I'll tell you what I want what I really really want while well, you went there
1: water. Love you, Kevin.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Oh man, of course that's "Wannabe" by the Spice Girls. Yes, it is. And let me. T- this is Good. sort of how you come. When, if I was, remember we talked about NXS. I was too cool for NXS because it was so poppy. But by the time '97 came around, I needed this so badly. Oh my
0: God, you must have. Because you were,
1: you were like uh, what? Twenty at that point? Or- uh, yeah, uh, twenty. Yeah, five. Yeah. Like twenty-two, I think. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 And and you, I, so you
0: grew up in the worst possible time <laughs> well, emotionally no. oh, in no, music. Well,
1: no, I, I grew up through a great time, but the previous three years were very, they were, post-Kurt Cobain's death, were yeah, very dry.
0: 93 yeah, to 96 was a rough time. It
1: was weird. And yeah. I, I listened to a lot of British pop, uh, uh, pop stuff that got me through that Oasis and Blur and them. They were yeah. fucking great. But. This played, and I was like, "This is great." And then I realized kids can like music again too. Because what were kids into a year earlier? Marcy Playground. They, they like, couldn't do anything. They yeah. couldn't <laughs> have fun. They didn't have fun childhood. So now we <laughs> had Spice Girls want to be. That's a great one.
2: That's 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 high quality. Uh, I'm gonna follow it up immediately so that uh, we can have uh, Adam as our anchor tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mine is deeply shameful though.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: I want everyone to leave with that taste in their mouth. Okay, so. Uh, I'm going to talk about a song that is, uh, let's see, it's, um, it's shameful because it was co-opted by a television show and, uh, turned into a theme. Is um, it the Rembrandts? No, it's not.
0: The- <laughs> 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 you lit a uh, fire and somebody <laughs> burned to death today. Something like that, I don't know. Wow. And those weren't. I don't think those were the words. I don't think those no. were the words. You made a pizza and. No, that's. No, not no, no. no. A mash. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. No, that's Suicide's <laughs> Painless.
2: <laughs> uh, many changes. Um, uh, okay. So this is a song by Massive Attack, and it's from uh, uh, 1998. And um, I'll just play it. Yeah. Well, that of course is "Teardrop" by Massive Attack, which was used by House, MD. Yes, as the opening theme without the lyrics.
0: And the shame comes from without the voice. I mean, this is the kind of music that's it's a really popular Kevin.
2: show yeah. that I didn't like and I didn't watch, and and then it took my song. That I like. Oh isn't wow! It, and also,
1: isn't it bizarre? It's a little bit like when everyone saw Scream and they knew about the horror movies without having to waste their life watching them. Right. Right. Yeah. And and so, so not that you want to be a some sort of gatekeeper, but you're shocked to find yeah, out your favorite like, that Why did
2: Why did somebody take my thing that I was enjoying over here? Yeah, and <laughs> put <laughs> it over there with that other and thing. Put it over there on that thing that I don't
1: like. And and at one point, that was the most popular TV show in the world. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. And and they they didn't even,
2: I don't believe they used the song everywhere because
1: of rights issues. And now everyone believes you got into that song because you love House so much.
2: (sighs) When I was into Massive Attack way before that.
1: Yeah. We get it. Yeah, yeah, but UF
0: I House. I do, do want to point UF out House, MD, that, that was 1997, <laughs> was it 1998? Yeah, you see, that was the kind of music that sent young Kevin Burke sniveling with gratitude into the beatific arms of the Spice Girls. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> no, no, I like Massive Attack. That was cool. It's somewhat yeah. edgy and dangerous. I'm talking about the band live, really. Okay. <laughs> <I'm talking> about- <laughs> well,
2: Adam, can you can you can you? <laughs> Dig us out of this hole. I can, yes, I can, can and and
0: this is so shameful. This artist, uh, I, I, I'm. Whenever I say this artist is really shameful, usually Brian is here to say, "Wow, he's had a massive comeback lately." Well, and, uh, feel- and
1: also, I I we I overheard you earlier saying you could pick any song of this artist. Yes, and so I'm. I've been intrigued this whole time. Who okay. this could be? Who's this every the, song is shameful? In the early '80s, there was <laughs> an
0: artist um, known as Howard Jones. Oh, sure. Oh, well, every, every, and and I would say almost every single of his that I loved at the time is a little bit shameful for being frothy synth poppy, a little too digitally. But I was looking at the list of, of Howard Jones hits today, and I was like, I love all of these songs. Which one is the most embarrassing to love? Mm-hmm. And I think the one, the one that's also mildly appropriative, although you don't know what culture he's appropriating from, hit it, Jeffy.
3: I want to hear the chorus. Grass is never greener over oh, there.
0: bridge. What's the heredity bone? I don't know. do your
3: one Don't go your time away. Don't
0: I mean, on some level, it's the greatest pop tune you've ever heard, and on another level, it's like somebody lobotomized Peter
1: Gabriel. First of all, you—you you, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, you absolutely picked my favorite tom, uh, my favorite uh, Howard uh, Jern song. <laughs> song. I'm so sorry. Hands down, that's, that's my, my favorite. When, I, when when I first got iTunes, that's one of the first songs I bought was that song. Yeah. Because I lo- second of all, that is a hundred percent the sound of an island board on Super Mario Brothers. There's no question <laughs> that that is what you, yep. you... An island level? Yeah, island oh, yeah. level. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I can, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm practically looking for power-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: compulsively looking <laughs> for mushrooms Look right now. we over there on the beach. It's a yeah, Yoshi it, egg. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, and I have an extra level of shame. I, I, I was very young when that came out. That message actually... That message actually got to me in like third no, grade. I was I like, was, this is a good message. I was message. a teenager and that message got to me. Oh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the shamer. So the shamer shamed. hadn't come yet. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, the shamer had already come. But I, I couldn't you hid this record under times. your bed. When I was a freshman in college, I went to the Worcester Centrum in Worcester, Massachusetts uh-huh. to see Howard Jones in concert.
1: And did he play this song? Was this no, the encore? Of course he played this song. He played all his hits. And was, is that possibly, I mean, I know you have kids and you're happily married, but was that possibly the greatest moment of your life?
0: Maybe. It's even more shameful now. Send the shamer over for me. <laughs> Send the shamer. We
1: need the chamber stack.
0: Yeah, no, it's unrepentantly happy music, and it's just, uh, you know, there's, no. there's some hooks in Howard Jones, and I... No doubt. And he and got I, his hooks in you. Yeah, yeah. For sure.
1: And I can't be the Brian Frank in this, but I swear to God, I've seen recent promotions of him... Do you know what I mean? Just Howard like people, Jones? Howard Jones. Yeah,
0: and I think, you know what? If you'd been my age when when I was my age, you would <laughs> yeah. have been ashamed too because you were a kid. You're like, this is happy music. I am a teenager. All my stuff is alt-rock stuff. Right. And Howard Jones is, he counts. People listen to him in the same circles that I do, but we all know it's not cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Our dirty and little that That's not
1: cool. You hadn't
2: yet experienced real shame at that point in your life. Well,
1: again, you're forgetting that I was raised Catholic. Oh, yeah. I was born with right. original Sorry. shame. Sorry. We stand
0: correct. And so, Kyle McGraw, who gets the crown of shame tonight?
1: When I heard your song, Adam, I thought it was about to be a hidden treasure from Toto, so I was going to, you know, <laughs> give you the crown. But I think the crown, like, it clearly has to go to Kevin Burke tonight yeah. because Rude. that's just the definition of a guilty pleasure. I, I, you know the what? Sp- Had you awarded me the be? crown
0: of shame, I would have done <laughs> unprecedented you one step of getting on my knees and offering it to Kevin Burke because you're <laughs> right, that's the archetypal crown of shame.
1: It is, and it's a song that people might not want to like, and then as soon as no one's around, they're like, so tell me what I want. Love it, it's you t- gotta love it. Jeffy was going to get a crown of fame because that, that was just a great, great song, but I have to, i have I'm not giving out two crowns tonight. Maybe, next, he's in a maybe rare next pre- I would what? say, he's, he's there, possibly- you
2: can't make the excuse of like supply chain problems for <laughs> your imaginary <laughs> crowns.
1: And yet he so has just no, no, one no, out. No, no. But we, do, we do unprecedented things tonight. I would say, Jeff, you had a rare thing of, of picking a crown of shame, a crown of fame song, and using it in a crown of shame moment on the TV show. You had a great song that was shamed. He, by he was something shaming the, yeah, of the song. yeah, that, that was. Unprecedented. Yeah, I was kind That's of trying
2: to shame the show, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did it work. We, you know what? It, I'm yeah. sure.
1: I'm sure you burned that show pretty hardcore. On Sick, this. Burn. Sick burn. Sick burn. Burn on you. House, House. Is, House is getting canceled House on various networks housed. right now. <laughs> they don't still say that, do they? They. They. they yes. I don't Sorry, think they, they
2: are werewolves and
0: them are giant ants. Let's and on straight. that. All right, everybody. Send your questions, comments, and your own cover band experiences to dadbandland at gmail.com. Be like fog. We love you, fog, and thank you. Follow us on all the socials. Dadbandland is produced by me and by Jeffy Branyon. Opening music montage is by Kyle. Editing and Starburns production by Kyle McGraw. Our theme song is by Adam Corn. Adam Korn. Dad Bandland, and hopefully with Brian Frank, we'll be back next week. DBL. DBL.
1: Dad, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: a podcast network.